0: I got a question to ask you. Have you recently gone to Peru or somewhere in South America and participated in a ceremony where you ingested ayahuasca? Or let's even be more clear. Do you even know what ayahuasca is? And if the answer is no, I haven't been to the jungle and what is ayahuasca, then you're going to really enjoy the conversation that I had with Anya Halama. Anya is She just led a very interesting life. She is a a spiritual mentor, a plant medicine facilitator, integrative coach, intuitive digital artist, amongst other things. But she's just such a phenomenal woman. She has been hustling so hard, but she's discovered, despite being in Yahoo News, Entrepreneur Magazine, LA Weekly, US reporter, just the same, just to name just a few things she's been busy but she discovered that she needed to learn who she is and more importantly heal from her past traumas and addictions and if you're interested in learning about her journey and more importantly if plant medicine works well for you listen to today's episode it's going to be really informative all right we're going to get to all of that coming to you after this short break Hey, Anya, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, Denise. Pleasure to be here.
0: So, wait, how many days until you go into the woods? <laughs>
1: the jungle. I leave tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I fly into Ikidos tomorrow evening. I stay at a hotel over there until Sunday, and Sunday I start my adventure into the jungle.
0: Okay, so for those of y'all who are listening, like we well, we talking about jungle. So, this, this is going to be a story from a transatlantic fight from Europe. To South America and beyond. And I'm just like really amazed about your story and why you're going to the jungle and why you are so passionate about ayahuasca. But I don't want to like take thunder from your story. For those of you who don't know you, Ani, would you kindly introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, so my name is Anya Halama and I am. A spiritual mentor, a medicine woman, hence the whole going to the jungle. I'm an intuitive digital artist. I wear many hats. I'm a healer as well. Different, different modalities, but Right now, my life consists of um, spending two months in the jungle, getting initiated into an ayahuasca tribe, where I'm going to be learning how to facilitate ayahuasca ceremonies. I work with different plant medicines at the moment, psilocybin, cannabis. Um, I just finished my um, MDMA training with the maps um, and several other ones as well. Very indigenous ones, ones that you guys have probably never even heard of um but yeah ayahuasca is my next calling she's been calling me for a while and hence um i wanted to do this call before i go to the jungle so we can have like a little before and after
0: <laughs> like before ayahuasca after well this is not your first time so no no, no no
1: yeah i've been working with the medicine for 6 years i've drank about 60 70 times so
0: we're, 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 there's like there's a lot to unpack. So for those who are like, Ayahuasca, what? Like, are we talking about a plan? Are we talking about G-? like what, what's going on? So, in order for like people to kind of really understand the the medicinal, the the healing, the, your journey, your path, we're gonna have to start off with some burnout. And yeah, <laughs> yeah let's and, and and we're gonna talk about like <laughs> hacking and. And we're we're going. going I've
1: I've, I just turned thirty three this year. I've lived thirty three different lifetimes in those thirty (laughs) three years. Yeah, so I was born in Poland, grew up in America, and America is that hustle mentality: go, 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 go. Um, At the age of ten, my dad was in a work accident that caused him to um, be paralyzed in in one of his arms. He can't move his arm, and because of that, I had to. We were immigrants. My parents didn't speak English. I was the one going to doctors' offices, legal offices, all these things. Do learning words no ten-year-old should be learning. I'm surprised I didn't turn into a lawyer or a doctor after that. um but it just caused me to grow up really quickly and at the age of 15 i already had a full time job at 19 i graduated with my first bachelor's degree 20 my second bachelor's degree went to work right away 17 i was already working in corporate america i had i just understood that i needed to take care of my family but because i had so many responsibilities at that point i pretty much got burned out and just constantly grinding, constantly working on top of the trauma with my father, on top of a whole bunch of other trauma that I had, on top of addictions that I had as well, because I didn't know how to deal with my problems. I went to drugs and alcohol. That's what, that's what I knew how to do. And I went to doctor on doctor on doctor, and all of them just gave me another pill. And I just kept putting band-aids over everything instead of getting to the root cause of it, which caused me to be very, very sick for an entire decade. Anxiety, depression, insomnia, eating disorders. I was going blind. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. IBS, like on top of everything else. And I was like, you know what? If I don't have my health, I don't have anything else. I was dating a guy um, whose dad was a was a western eastern medicine practitioner and the guy's like Western medicine isn't working for you anymore why don't you go check out my dad like why don't like you have nothing to lose at this point point? and I'm like okay like this woo woo weird stuff going on I don't know about that but I went and I didn't believe in any of it at the time and of course if my belief's not there it's not going to work we did a bunch of tests he's like yeah you're allergic to everything I've all of this is wrong with you I was like thanks <laughs> and I started slowly realizing, okay, like I need to, I need to figure this out for myself. So one day I just woke up and I went into my manager's office, quit my job. Um, Within those two weeks that I put in my two weeks notice, I sold my car, sold my apartment, put everything in storage. I'm still paying for a storage unit. Um, bought a one-way ticket to Thailand and I've pretty much been on that one-way ticket ever since and that was my first step into finding myself without even realizing that I was looking for myself but also my healing path. Um, Life outside of the United States is a lot more inexpensive than in the United States so i Was going to meditation classes more often i was doing breathwork sessions i was going to yoga more often and people started coming into my life who were already on a spiritual path and slowly and surely i started naturally healing myself meditation alone, like once I got on a regular meditation routine, healed like 85% of my problems. All of a sudden, my anxiety went away. I was sleeping better. Of course, I still had things come up here and there. But I was like, Oh, okay. And I started naturally healing myself. And I'm like, if I can heal myself, I can heal other people as well. And on those travels, I Had ayahuasca start coming to me for about five years, Um, every time I opened up a book, something, I was reading something about ayahuasca. I started getting ads on Facebook for ayahuasca. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I'm not searching for this. This is like showing up in my life. I put on something on TV. Chelsea Lately's talking about her like trip to Peru doing ayahuasca. I'm like, okay, maybe there's something more in this. But I was scared. Of course, the unknown is scary. Um, If you read anything about ayahuasca, and if you don't know what ayahuasca is, um, it is a, a sacred blue brew. It's a, Plant um, made into a tea of sorts. And when I say tea, it is not like your delicious peppermint tea that you're drinking at home. Like it is a thick tea that's probably the most vile thing I will ever put in my mouth. And I've tried a lot of weird stuff. And It digests you and it is a psychedelic, but it is a medicine. They say ayahuasca is about 20 years of therapy in one session, going into all of your pains, all of your traumas, any sicknesses, any ailments, anything that you need to work through. If you need help with finding your purpose, finding your path, maybe I want to um, expand my business and I just don't know what that next step is. You can literally use ayahuasca for anything and everything. Um, And I'll go into a little bit later on like doing your due diligence and all of that stuff, because please, like if you're listening to this and you're like, you told me I should go do ayahuasca, please don't do that. Do your due diligence. Um, If she calls you especially, um, then it's meant for you. But she just kept showing up, and and I'm like, okay, I guess I I guess I need to do this thing ayahuasca. And also at the same time, Medellin was calling me specifically, and I've been living in Medellin for six years now. It is home for me now. I understand why Medellin was calling me, but at the time I had no idea. So I came to Colombia, and my first week in Colombia, I did a conscious cannabis ceremony, and in that ceremony, because I heard ayahuasca attacks your ego first. And as horrible as this experience was at the time, I'm so glad that it happened this way, because if I went into ayahuasca with an ego as big as I had, uh, I would have had a very different experience. I probably wouldn't be going to the jungle tomorrow. (laughs) But during this cannabis ceremony, it was good versus evil in my head. My entire ego deteriorating, All all the people that I've hurt, all the wrong things that I've done, all just all the bad mistakes, like everything bad and good in my head for hours, all the people I've upset, all the people I've hurt, all the people I've judged. It's like, you can be this person, you have so much potential, but you decided to go down this path. And this is what you turned into just for hours, deteriorating my ego. And Afterwards, I went to the bathroom and I'm washing my hands. And this is the first time i am audibly ever heard spirit talk to me. I'm very clairvoyant. I'm very claircognizant. Spirit talks to me through visions and through an inner knowing. This is the first time I audibly heard spirit talk to me. And spirit's like, you're ready. I'm looking around. I'm like, what am I ready for? Like, who's saying that? What is going on? And the very next day, a friend of mine texts me and he's like, I'm going to an ayahuasca ceremony. Do you want to go? I'm like, yes, I do. I'm ready. And I went to that ceremony and my intention going into the ceremony was clarity, clarity, why certain things happened to me, clarity on why I was sick, clarity on stuff that happened with my dad, why he treated me certain ways, why he did certain things to me, just clarity and she gave me all of that plus more. She showed me like visions of my child, my father's childhood, of how he grew up, what what how he, how his mother raised him, how his father raised him, that caused him to do certain things to me. And I just got a completely different perspective of my father. I at that point i I was very angry with my father. I wasn't talking to him for five years at that, that point. And it just gave me a whole new outlook and forgiveness. And I walked out of that ceremony saying like, oh, my God, this is the best thing out there. I want every person like why isn't every person in the world trying this thing? Ayahuasca. Now I know like it is definitely not for everyone. You do hear a calling and she comes at you loud. Like I literally heard spirits say you're ready. And I'm like, Okay, she will come loud if it is your time to receive the medicine. And I've been working with the medicine for six years now. Sometimes um, sometimes drinking four times a month, sometimes once a month. Again, I live in South America. It is very accessible for me over here. Um, and ever since her and I first met, and I call ayahuasca a female spirit. When I say her, I'm calling the spirit of ayahuasca a female spirit. Um, different tribes, different traditions believe ayahuasca is masculine, ayahuasca is non-binary, ayahuasca is a female. Me personally, she always comes to me as a female spirit. So this is why I say she. Uh, I am sitting with the Shipibo tribe in Peru, and they believe it is an it. So the spirit, it of ayahuasca for me it is a female spirit so when you hear me say she i am referring to ayahuasca the female spirit of ayahuasca and she always comes to me as a female and um yeah. Ever since her and I first met, like she's been giving me little inklings of this is much further for you, much deeper for you than a just you go into a ceremony just to heal yourself. You have a much deeper calling, a much a soul calling to work with this
0: medicine on a much deeper level. And so my adventure begins. <laughs> oh, girl, you got some lungs on you. You got <laughs> some lungs on you. I I want to I want to <laughs> hit the each standpoint like I should say standpoint each segment of your life when you were more or less effectively caretaking for your parents when you were going through corporate America when you were uh, going through the hell that is uh addiction but you know Anya like that's like a half an hour an hour conversation and so like for you to condense it in that chunk like freaking amazing like i She's leaving out a lot of details, folks. Just I am. Oh, <laughs> I am.
1: I've got a whole book written about it. So if you want more details, buy that.
0: <laughs> we're going to leave links in the show notes below so you can i, I, I access that resource. But I want to kind of hit the rewind button, if I may, a little bit about this, the relationship with you and your dad and the relationship about what it means to be a human. You weren't a human. You were a worker. You were a machine.
1: Yeah, it took me a long time. And I'm still kind of working through that is the balance between my masculine and my feminine, because America is very masculine. They're go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. But as I've gotten on my spiritual path, um, I'm very into human design. I'm not a human design reader, but I do read it for myself. If anyone doesn't know what human design it is pretty much a blueprint of how, how your body, how your soul is supposed to work, how it's supposed to um, how you make decisions in life. It's a mix of the I Ching, the Kabbalah system, the chakra system, astrology, and all of these other things. The way that I'm supposed to work is I'm not supposed to work a lot. So it's like, how do I go from like constantly hustle, hustle, hustle to not supposed to be working a lot? Like when when my entire hacking happened, and we'll talk about that further, like I built an entire company in like three months. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I going to this? However, like, I know that I'm guided every single step of the way, like it's, um, and I'm still working with that balance between the masculine and the feminine, like how much work is appropriate for me. Like, I know I have so much to do, but I don't want to burn myself out again. So how can I be in the flow. And me being in my flow is like, maybe I'll go on a walk, maybe I'll go get a massage, like just doing some kind of self care for me. So I'm not like constantly in that hustle, 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 because that was such a big part of my life for so long, that it's really hard to untangle that sometimes. (laughs)
0: This 2023 has been a very interesting year for you. You know, you're on top of the world. Your your face is on the billboards, and like you're you're going on this book tour, and like every-
1: 2022. This was last year.
0: Oh, pardon, sorry. Thank you. I, last year, the, and like everything was was popping, and then it all kind of kind of crashing down.
1: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Beginning of last year. Yeah, I was on top of the world. I wrote my second book. I was on book tour. Book tour was Vegas, LA, New York, Costa Rica, New York. I had four 80 foot Times Square billboards with my face up there. I was like, yo, this is amazing. I come back to from book tour. And during book tour, I pretty much was offline for an entire month because I was networking, I was meeting people. I was like, I don't know what my schedule is going to be. So like I closed off all of my coaching contracts, came back from book tour, and this is the first time I pretty much really signed online. Yeah, I was checking some emails here and there, but really like went on my website, like went to go reply to messages, all this stuff. And Everything is gone. My website, gone. 25,000 email subscribers, gone. 400 videos that I've ever created in my career, gone. I'm like, what is going on? So I spend the next two months pretty much trying to retrieve everything back in that hustle mentality, like, oh, crap, like, what is going on? Like, I need to get this back followed by another two months of having a mental breakdown questioning myself questioning my worth is this is this what I'm supposed to be doing am I supposed to be coaching like maybe there's a higher calling that all of this happened like I can't see it right now I have no idea what it is but maybe there's something like and just surrendered at that point um my mental breakdown was hard I was also traveling at that point I was in I was in Portugal for a month and like just not being on U.S. time zone because I live in Colombia. So I'm still on central time zone half the year and then eastern time zone. So like being further away, trying to reach these companies like I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping like I was having panic attacks. I haven't had panic attacks since my 20s when all that stuff was going on with my dad and I had like crazy anxiety and depression. Um, It's been a long time since that happened. I was like, oh, my goodness. So I did what I knew how to do best. I surrendered and I meditated. Meditation to me is, um, it is how I receive my guidance. It is how I receive my my intuition, how spirit talks to me. Um, Prayer is another one of them. And I just surrendered. And in a very profound, deep four-hour meditation, two things came to me. One of them was, um, I need a complete rebrand uh, of myself. The The things that I teach, the things that I embody are very different than what I portrayed myself online at the time. I've grown up so much. The way that I teach has grown so much. I'm not this like airy fairy little girl anymore. Like I am the embodiment of goddess and like essence. That's what my website needs to portray. And I just relaunched my website on my 33rd birthday. So y'all can check that out. <laughs> just rebranded. Fun fact: the logo on my brand new uh, on my website was given to me by
0: Ayahuasca, Actually, <laughs> it was funny you said that. I was just gonna about to say that you when you were kind of going through the rebranding process, you're like, "No, I don't feel this." And then now I was like, "Wow, maybe this does fit me. This is this is who I am right now." Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> It's very interesting. I the, this, what happened to you last year? Because I I want people to understand. and put this in context. This happened post awakening, post discovery of who you are. Like I think people think that you're just going to be like riding high on unicorns and rainbows after you discover your healing path. And I think people need to understand that there is bumps along the road.
1: There is. And we're human. And give yourself some grace, like an awakening is hard. I've had two of them. And I'm probably going to have another one in the next two months. And they're hard, but we're human at the end of the day. Honestly, I couldn't I couldn't see it at the time, and whenever something bad happens to us, we're like, oh, why is this happening to me? And I was there as well, but there was a much higher reason why this happened, and when I surrendered and let go of all of that anxiety that was in my head, that's when the answers came to me. That's when I was like, okay... This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So the other thing that came to me in that four-hour meditation is my brand new company, Expansion Alchemy. And Expansion Alchemy is an online learning portal in the realms of personal development, health relationships, spirituality, and business. I have 12 teachers on board, and literally everything was given to me. The name, the logo, the colors, what teachers I want on it, what payment methods, Um, The website copy was given to me in this four-hour meditation, but the message that came out of that was collaboration, not competition. You don't have to build a business on your own anymore. You don't have to like try to retrieve everything on your own. Why not make a portal with multiple people, collaborate with people in and outside of your industries, and you can in turn help more people? That's what we're all here to do. We're all here to be in service in one way or another. Find what that piece of your service is. So why not collaborate with other people and reach a much wider audience? And I'm like, okay, I like this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I spent the next three months building up Expansion Alchemy. We soft launched it at the end of last year, early this year. And then in February, I was in a seven, eight figure mastermind. And one of the guys I was talking to, I was telling him all about the vision of expansion alchemy. And he's like, why don't you bring this into corporations? And I'm like, why don't I bring this into corporations? (laughs) Um, I have a corporate background. If I was... if I had the tools that I have today I would still probably incorporate I would still probably be in corporate America. Thankfully that is not my path anymore. I am here to assist the corporations but that's just not my path anymore. But I know that mental health is really look it's just not looked at in corporate America. And if I they have the problem I have the solution. So now we are reaching corporations as a mental wellness benefit for employees.
0: That's exciting I mean because you know, I know that a lot of people who are listening, they have one foot still trying to build their their businesses, but they're firmly still in corporate America. so they don't have to feel like it's a either or they can be able to still like work in their career while getting the, 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 the wellness that they deserve. Of
1: course. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can do both of them. And like if your if your side hustle isn't paying you enough yet, please stay at your job. But Please stay at it. Obviously, if you hate it, like look at different things that you can do. There's tons of ways that you can make money online nowadays. So,
0: yeah. But, you know, for the purpose of of our conversation, I I want to kind of zoom in more on the idea that in order to grow, you have to take a step back.
1: Yeah, we do sometimes. So for me, um, so when I lost my business, I didn't I wasn't making any money because I was I self-funded my entire business. I put myself in debt like I was running on credit cards because I wasn't making any money. Like my old business was just gone, vanished out of thin air all of a sudden. And it took a while for me to to build a brand new business. So for months, I wasn't making any money. So um, I did have to take a step back and I'm like, what what am i doing how can i make money and like thankfully uh, my background's in graphic design and marketing so i just picked up a couple design clients like it's not something that i want to do all the time like i love i still love design and i channel design and i design most of my stuff myself but like i don't like working with clients on design work because clients are difficult sometimes i'd rather be mentoring i'd rather be coaching like that's my where my passion's lie now but I had to do that because I'm like, it's OK to take that step back so I can just stay afloat pretty much. That is completely OK. And same with if you're running a business and like trying to work up your business and you still have a full time job. It's OK to do both of them at the same time until your side hustle becomes your full time
0: income. I'm really glad that you're saying this because, you know, you go online and they're like, well, if you're not living your dream, you're not living life. I still got milk to pay
1: for and like a flight. I like getting my nails done. So I still need to make money.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just want to just make sure that people know that you need to be able to like not feel stressed with the bills. And so you, if it means like you need to spend a little bit more time on the job, so you can save more money to invest in your business. But anyway, that's, that's a different, completely conversation. I, I, I'm more interested about the experience when you're in the ayahuasca. I remember reading an article about it. oh I should say article, but I've read various things, but there was this idea that you' you're in this this, this primitive area and all there is is cots. And then you've got a like a little bowl where you just throw up in, and there's like this someone with this feather bow on his head, and there's chanting, and everyone's like in their own trance. And I, I know there's more to that, <laughs> but I just for the benefit of really mainly me who's listening, all, all, all the folks who're listening, like, what, what does that experience look like?
1: Yeah, so it's there's really like. Theater to ayahuasca, I like to call it. Someone said that to me the other day, um, one of my close friends, and he's very like skeptical about all these things. But he was he's been on a couple of journeys with me at this point, and he's like, There's just there's a theater to ayahuasca. Yeah, because there's people with like boas and like feathers and everyone's chanting and like there are people are hysterical and screaming around you. So there is like an aspect of theater and the music and the drums, but like It's such a beautiful experience and different centers will do things differently. Um, The center that I go to, for example, it is a beautiful, luxurious house. And if you're doing a retreat is different if you're doing a public ceremony. But I'll talk about a retreat, like a five day retreat with them. So five day retreat is about 20 people tops over there at this beautiful house. Everyone has their own bed, but they are sleeping outside. It's not in the house. You can use the amenities in the house, but everyone's sleeping outside and you do get your own bucket. You put your name on it. And the first day is pretty much just prep. So they do um, different herb cleanses, different tobacco cleanses. um, This thing called ortiga, which is stinging nettle where they cleanse your pores just to like receive the medicine. Then you're drinking the first night. You're drinking the next morning at noon, drinking the next night at midnight again. Then you have a day off and then you're drinking at noon the following day again. And for me, so you'll take the medicine, take a cup, it's like a little shot glass, pretty much take the medicine. And I connect very quickly because I've been working with the medicine for a long time. Um, 15 minutes, I'm in, I'm flying in La La -la. (laughs) Land. But it takes people usually about 40, 45, 50 minutes more or less. And if you're not feeling it after that time, you're more than welcome to get another cup. Um, the first couple of times you drink, especially coming from the Western culture, we have a lot of programming. So you might need more cups. Also, you have a lot more cleaning to do. So the first times you drink, you might need four or five cups. Like, don't be afraid of that. Um, ayahuasca will always reward you for your bravery now, one cup, I'm I'm done for the next few hours. Also, my journeys are a lot shorter now because I've been working with it for so long. Whereas when I started drinking, it was like six, eight hours. Now, four hours, I'm done. I've gotten everything, received everything that I needed. Take the medicine, 15 minutes for me, 40 minutes for an average person right now. And I will hear like rumbling in the ground like a different frequency a different vibration and all of a sudden like I'll know that I'm that ayahuasca is coming I know that I'm starting to connect and a few minutes later like I'll start seeing visions with my eyes either closed or open it doesn't matter sometimes you see them both sometimes you see them one or the other But for me, it's like the second that I that I hear that ground rumbling, that's what that's when I know, like, she's here, (laughs) I am connected. And you'll start seeing like, we are going to different dimensions and different parallels. So you will start seeing shadow people or different spirits, different beings around. And there's a lot that goes on. Um, yeah, whatever you whatever you need, ask her. She she'll she'll answer. Whatever whatever it is that you're looking for. Sometimes people go in with no intention. Um, I highly recommend, like, if it's your first time drinking, definitely come in with an intention. And the first time you drink, she'll deal with all of the big stuff most of the time, like any pains, any ailments, um, any addictions that you need to release, all of the big stuff. Like me, I'm drinking 60, 70 times. I don't have any of that big stuff to deal with anymore because that's gone years ago. I've worked through that stuff obviously, if something comes up in my life that I need some guidance on, like she will assist with that. For me, drinking now is just those little, little subtle shifts. And like, I like representing that in like those little shifts in life as well. Like, how can I integrate that into my life? Um, How can I hold my meditation 10 minutes longer? How can I hold my breath Five seconds longer? How can I stay in an ice bath 10 seconds longer? Like those, just those little, little subtle shifts, because obviously all the big stuff is already taken care of. So just those little shifts and how can I represent that in my real life and my day-to-day life as well?
0: You said earlier that it takes about people like 40, 45 minutes, but takes you about 10 minutes. And like, there's a lot of blockages. Is it coming from the stress? Is it what what was it coming from that makes Programming, um,
1: programming of society? The West, usually when I see Westerners drink for the first time, like war vets, like all the programming, all the stuff that they're dealing, like strong men be like, no, I don't know how to surrender. Like, I, I don't know how to, re- how to release that and connect to the medicine or traumas, pains, um, everything, all of the programming from Western culture that people don't know how to fully surrender into that, especially if they're not on some kind of a path already.
0: And is there a, a doctor on call in case there's a allergic reaction, or like I mean every center's different, but I don't know, like yeah, every
1: center is different. The center that I go to, yes, there is a doctor on staff, you'll do a full medical examination before you start drinking your first day there. Um she will be doing acupuncture for you, like during the ceremonies as well. And yeah, if anything comes up, um the doctor is there to assist.
0: And I'm thinking during you know, when you're talking to her you're you're in that 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 chance but like afterwards are you journaling are you talking with somebody like what 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 happens afterwards
1: yeah so the journey is a very personal journey so you will get a lot of distractions people again theater like people are vomiting people are uh hysterical people are crying like you hear all of that but remember that this is your own personal journey. Try not to get distracted by all of that. Again, going back to like, how can you represent that in real life? Don't get distracted by the noise going around you. Noise going on around you. Like, stay in yourself. Focus on your breath. Focus on like, this is what I'm doing. Once you start getting out of the uh, out of the journey, and you'll know when you're not connected anymore. When when it's done, you'll you'll just have that feeling. Okay, like I'm I'm still like. Sometimes I like move my hand and I'll get like little swirlies go around and I'm like okay I'm still connected a little bit but like I know I'm not like in the medicine but I'm still connected to it at that point you can you can talk to people and you can journal you can meditate you can do whatever um the real work starts after your ceremonies it starts when you go home how are you integrating everything that you've learned how am I translating that into my life because you're you're in such a high frequency, such a high vibration on ayahuasca that you're like, oh, I'm like, life feels so good. I'm so amazing. Everything's amazing. You go home and your cat died. And you're like, oh, like why did I go through this? That oh, I'm so sad. I have all this grieving to do. But okay how can you take whatever you've learned so you can interpret that and not be sad about your cat dying how are you integrating everything into your life so that's a big part of the work that I do is I focus on pre and post integration coaching
0: I know that that's part you're getting not certified, but what was exactly your, your...
1: Well, I'm going to be facilitating ceremonies, but I'm currently doing plant medicine pre and post integration coaching. So even if you have a journey like on psilocybin by yourself um, and you need help um, integrating that, feel free to reach out to me and we can, we can create a program for you for the integration process.
0: Because I think that's really important because I know the last time we were talking about it, I was mentioning to Will Smith, the infamous slapping incident. And we're not going to get too much of the details, but what's interesting about it it was not too long after he himself came back from an Ayahuasca event. And so I'm like, well, what what happened to you, boo-boo? Like what happened out there?
1: Exactly, That's what I'm saying. Like you're riding a high. I'm so good. And then like his cat might have died that we don't know of. That kept him in what he was doing. So how are we integrating that into our regular lives so we don't go off doing all the bad stuff? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I, th- I think that's the really important, uh, good point that you mentioned. So is, gosh, there's just so much to take away from this conversation. But for me, I, as I'm thinking about the the allowing ourselves to let go of the societal conditioning allowing ourselves to heal from the trauma cuz for a lot of us our trauma is our identity for a lot of us we're a workaholic we are a hustler and we don't know anything else so to abandon what we've been taught as how you survive it's kind of scary what would you like say to people who are like mm, i'm interested but i'm really afraid again
1: if ayahuasca is going to call you or if any medicines call you really ayahuasca specifically like she will come knocking hard on your door you will hear it you will know when it is your chance but also do your due diligence like I was saying earlier do your due diligence there's lots of centers out there especially now when the the psychedelic renaissance is happen, happening like psilocybin is becoming legal in certain areas ketamine MDMA like it's it's happening. So there's a lot of talk and ayahuasca churches in the U.S. are popping up. And my sister, my sister's friend told me the other day that she did ayahuasca in a basement in a suburb in Chicago. I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> but yeah. do you do, really do your due diligence? There's a lot of talk out there. And ayahuasca might be like a buzzword that you might be hearing. And you're like, oh, am I really getting a calling or is it just like this thing that's just it's a buzzword right now? Um, Do your due diligence. There's tons of centers out there. There's A shamans and there's D shamans. Like there's A doctors and there's D doctors and you don't know what you're going to get. There can be D shamans that are going to try to take away your light, try to take away some some of that light that you have in you, some of that love that you have in you and keep it for themselves. Or they might put spells and curses on you, which I've heard horror stories like that. Um, so if you are called to ayahuasca, um, the best way to find one find a center is by referral. If you know someone that's done ayahuasca, um, reach out to them, be like, hey, where did you go? Did you love the center? Did you not like it? Would you recommend it? Because referrals are, you know, straight from someone that you trust, like, hey, Okay, I've, I've this person has been there. I trust this person. I'm gonna go there because don't like there's a ton. And honestly, like the good shamans won't be advertising themselves on Google. <laughs> they don't know what Google is. <laughs>
0: that's a good point. The real indigenous
1: it, shamans they don't know what Google is. They don't own phones.
0: <laughs> that's a really good point. They're too busy healing uh, than marketing. But talking about referrals, like how can people find more about you? and just kind of discover a healing path that not just ayahuasca, biohacking. I know you just do tons of stuff. Like where can people reach you?
1: Yeah, so um, my website is anyahalama.com and then I'm on social media at Anya or Anya Travels. And I'm sure everything will be linked below. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. Or
0: Yeah, Anya, it's just been such a pleasure. If there's like any kind of closing thought or just like big idea. Beyond just do your homework like and stop being resistant? Like, what would it be?
1: Um, if the, the path of healing is calling you, um, there's tons of different tools out there. We've talked about several of them. There's meditation, biohacking, like ice baths, breath work, Reiki. There's so many different things out there. Um, plant medicines might not be for you. Meditation might not be for you. If you're curious and ready to start healing, um, try try different things and whatever sticks to you, whatever calls you, that's what's meant for you. Um, try them out until it's for you and then you'll figure out what's right for you because what's right for one person isn't right for everyone.
0: Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? We, as long as we're curious and explorative, explorative? that's the word, <laughs> we will go towards where we're meant to be. Anya, thank you so much for listening Sorry. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys who are listening. If you like this podcast, please feel sure to obviously reach out with Anya. Share this podcast far and wide so we can just get this message of healing out. It doesn't have to be in a one-size-fits-all box. And most importantly, be true to yourself. Only you know what matters most for you. Well, thank you so much, Anya, and thank you everyone here that's listening. Take care and be awesome.